0: Support for this episode comes from SAS. SAS is going all in on AI to help the world get more done with data. See for yourself in Las Vegas, April 16th to 19th at SAS Innovate, the data and AI experience for everyone and every role, from top executives to data scientists, engineers, analysts, and more. I'll be there leading a panel discussion about the importance of responsible AI. It's just one of the many sessions that will highlight the massive potential of AI. Visit innovate.sas.com and use the code CARA to save $100 on registration. I'll see you there. Support for this episode comes from The Current. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at The Current current.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
2: And I'm the Fifth Dimension.
1: Would you like to ride in my <laughs> Would you like Oh, my God. Huh? So, Scott, explain why we're playing the song Up, Up, and Away by Fifth Dimension.
2: Because I was sharing a moment from my childhood with Mm -hmm. this great song, and I incorrectly said it was from the Tijuana Brass. And I went down a rabbit hole. I we yeah. pulled oh, up and great. I got fascinated with it. And their lead singer, Florence LaRue, is like crazy fucking yeah. hot. Not yeah, that I've that means anything. Of, I've
1: got a lot of Fifth Dimension on my uh, musical thing. They, they, the Age of
2: Aquarius they did? Yes,
1: The Age of Aquarius. Uh, or Inside
2: Aquarius. The, they yes, they the had like five top-selling albums. Yeah,
1: they did. Um, they did.
2: Anyways. Yeah. They a nice, to it's a nice set sound. the record straight.
1: All right, thank you. And we got to hear some lovely music t- together. That was nice. And by the way, we were together this morning on um, on CNN morning show. Yeah. yeah wasn't that there nice? we go. What were we talking about? Poppy
2: was, and Don.
1: They couldn't say pussy ass bitched on the show, but we They, they did say
2: it. They played it. Oh, they played pussy. Yeah, ass. They didn't they say it. it. I didn't they know if we it. could say
1: it, right? Did you did you wonder?
2: No, here's the thing. What? You can say it, I cannot. You can. Well, that's fair. I cannot. But
1: I'm saying I think they bleep it, right? Wouldn't they bleep it? Or maybe not.
2: I have no idea. Well, you
1: know, it was in Congress, so we should be able to say.
2: I barely remember. I did chocolate mushrooms last night, and the hit time was 8 a.m. I don't remember anything.
1: Congress spent our taxpayers' dollars blowing the top off Chrissy Teigen's pussy ass bitch.
2: That was her tweet, tweet. too, about, Oh, my God. And Trump. Donald
1: got defended. That guy, the misogynist uh sexist, weirdo, whatever. All those things. Whatever. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. By the way, let me just say, speaking of pussy ass bitch in that area, my mother-in-law uh, w- w- did not <laughs> can't wait us
2: to see where this goes
1: <laughs> did not want us to characterize her gift which I love as a penis candle okay it's
2: a dick candle well no it's a dandle it, okay, okay right, let's dandle. call it a dandle. a dandle
1: okay I just want to move along from that but nonetheless okay. they're lovely you can get them at MoMA um, and uh, and Scott declined my kind offer to give yeah. him one anyway
2: yeah. I like it when candles make me feel insignificant yeah it's, thanks yeah, but, for that
1: you know penis candle should be the name of our next podcast yeah. that's what I said what do you think
2: anyways no? okay anyways. let's
1: move on uh, you you did pick a good time to leave Twitter. I hope you did. On Wednesday, Twitter experienced a wave of technical issues that left many users unable to tweet, follow, or send DMs. It's not clear what caused the issue, but errors have Twitter CEO Elon Musk spooked. Well, if you fire a lot of people and then you try to put in new, new things, I think he was putting in a new whenever you do anything big change, like we said, you could have mm-hmm. problems. He reportedly directed staffers to focus on site stability ahead of the Super Bowl Sunday, because he sold some ads. Uh, historically, it's highest grossing revenue day of the year. I suspect it's not going to be one of his highest revenue grossing of, of of history. We've got a lot more Twitter talk about later in the show, but today we'll zero in on Big Tech's week in Washington and the threats from all sides. Also, Adam Newman lays out his plans for his latest venture. And Scott Galloway can't wait to invest. And we'll take a listener question from a small business owner with the bone to pick but but did you get off twitter
2: oh no i'm back i, I i'm getting really good though i i wrote um i'd love to tweet I put out tomorrow i'm like i choose crazy
1: oh right that's true from normal that's sarah huckabee did Sanders. you see
2: sarah huckabee that was response. crazy
1: speaking of crazy my yeah.
2: gosh
0: the dividing line in america is no longer between right or left the choice is between normal
2: or crazy you got to give her kudos. It's not that easy to be that angry and that boring at the same time. Yes,
1: she was. She was. I was fine with the thyroid cancer thing, which I feel terrible for her to have. But then she started off on that story. And I was like, land it, Sarah. What is going on? And then she went off onto some, she didn't define anything. That, did you know that? She didn't say what CRT was. So half of America was like, what? Yeah,
2: you know, she covered a lot. She did a tour of the like angry, woke kind of- Ugh. And uh, it's yeah. interesting, though, that that speech is kind of the kiss of death. I mean, it Bobby is. Jindal.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Marco Rubio, although it's Senator Rubio, still yeah. plays. You yeah, know, he sweated, right? Or he drank water
1: or whatever. He had but they to
2: try go. to find someone. It's almost like it's a little yeah. bit. It's a little bit cursed. It's a
1: great opportunity. But oh, well, you think? I don't know. Whatever. It was a terrible speech, Sarah. And you get, you get busy with the Latinx thing over in Arkansas. I'm sure it's your most major issue of your citizens. Anyway, the AI race continues, but competitors are stumbling out of the gate. Alphabet shares fell 7% following a demo of Google's new AI chatbot, Bard. In $100 billion blunder, the company released a promotional video where Bard gives the wrong answer to a question about the James Webb telescope. We talked about this, the wrong answer. You said you rely on it, and I said wrong answer. What do you think? They lost a lot of money for it. They look like idiots.
2: Yeah, it does feel as if, uh, regardless of whether or not, um, I was on Ian uh, Bremmer this morning on PBS, Mm because, you know, I'm fancy. I'm Mm -hmm. fancy, too. You're fancy. Um, Yeah. But in the short term, regardless of whether AI lives, the the performance lives up to the promise, Mm -hmm. it does feel like it's going to create a transition or reallocation of about half a trillion dollars of market cap from Google to Microsoft. Maybe. Well, it's kind of happening. Yeah, temporarily. Uh, we'll mic- see who. Microsoft's comes- above 2 trillion. Mm-hmm. I think if if uh, if and when they release something an actual demo of, mm-hmm. of being powered by AI, I think mm-hmm. that's going to cause a lot of um, excitement. But yeah, that it, it's sort of like there's momentum. Definitely has its own momentum, mm-hmm. and they're playing catch up. And that was that was very much a self inflicted one. Yeah, should, commercial with the wrong answer. Weird. And
1: then Microsoft, of course, unveiled its AI updates to Bing and and Microsoft Edge. And reporters found incorrect answers there too. The chatbot told one reporter that Tom Hanks was behind Watergate. I think he was in a movie about Watergate. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I not that She's nice man. You see, Bridge of Spies. No. Yes, I yes I did with Tom Hanks. That was great. He's great. Steven Everything.
2: Spielberg, he's, also the Fableman. He's, he's seldom in a that. movie
1: that is bad. Uh Microsoft says the Bing's chatbot will supply more detailed answers.
2: The money answers. pit. Oh no, no. He's been in a lot of oh, movies. Oh the money that are pit, bad. you're right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but food. not
1: bad, not bad. Yeah. But Microsoft says Bing's chatbot will supply more detailed answers to search inquiries. It's just better search. Turner and who? okay <laughs> why don't you become a chat bot you just all of a sudden yell tuner I get H. it wrong
2: a lot money I get pit. it wrong a those lot. are
1: act you do you do I the, get it the, wrong the 12th a lot. dimension anyway um uh, they'll be able to provide itineraries for trips I don't okay sure Microsoft also seems to be putting safeguards on its bot a reporter at insider asked the bot to write a cover letter and it responded that would be unethical and unfair to other applicants <laughs> whatever It just it's We're in the early stages of this thing. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, who knows. The original internet was pretty wrong a lot in any case. Um, but there was. You know what the, one of the first early uh, internet uh, sites was? Do you know? With a video?
2: Uh, I give up. It Something wasn't... you were deeply involved in or covered or started. <laughs> I did or...
1: cover it. It was a picture of, uh, it was a video of a coffee maker at where they were doing a lot of these early internet stuff at a, at a, mm-hmm. at a university. And you watched the coffee brew. That was what
2: it was. That's a great story. Highly uh, you have accurate. more of these in your <laughs> no, book?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have
2: Jesus a whole, Christ. do you know what? Guess what? what? I have a what? whole
1: section on you. Do you? Oh yes. Really? You're in it.
2: Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Thanks.
1: Yeah, it's profane. Anyway, um there's a walled section and a U section. They contrast really nicely.
2: Which is bigger? Uh
1: probably Which, Walt, who
2: has a bigger probably. dick candle? <laughs> No, I'm having
1: lunch with Walt this weekend. I'm very oh, really? Excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna, we're going to talk. We're going to go over some things. But then, will you and I'll go over some things? I want to be mm-hmm. factually correct, unlike these chatbots. Um, anyway, more layoff news. Walt Disney will cut seven thousand jobs and over five billion dollars in spending and reorganize the company. The new structure will rearrange the company into three divisions: entertainment, ESPN, and theme parks. He's really like tightening it up. The monetary cuts will include three billion from movies and TV. Bob Iger clarified the company is not intend to spin off ESPN, but it's ready to be spun off if he wants to. So, Scott, I mean, also one of the benefits of this is the proxy fight with uh, Nelson Peltz is now over, according to all kinds of – he said has announced that he is okay. He's ending the proxy fight. He's very happy with the restructuring. Obviously, the stock has gone up. He has a billion dollars worth of stock. That's a lot of stock. Um, You have to give respect to that. He had a website called Restore the Magic, um, and he liked what he saw from, from Bob Iger.
2: Yeah, I would bet it was it was a little bit different than that. And that is, I would bet Bob called him and said, yeah. Nelson, you know, what do you want to do here? And he said, well, X, Y, and Z. And he said, Nelson, well, this is what we're going to do. And, and gave Nelson... The impression that this stuff was his idea, and said, "Nelson, if we do these things and I announce them in forty-eight hours, would you stop the proxy fight? It's a mm-hmm. distraction." And he agreed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he, I would bet
2: they yeah. they coordinated on this. He
1: he went on to Jim Cramer, who's been hand in glove with him on this thing. It feels like. Then he also said he's open to becoming friends again with Iger. I agree. I'll pick up lunch or breakfast uh, again next time. I promise. Um, I didn't realize until I just watched this. Now it's his birthday. I might even send him a gift. I mean. I just can't even, whatever. Okay, fine.
2: Nelson. Yeah, see, see on the golf course. Yeah, whatever.
1: Oh, God. it gets this is like, using, it's a win for all of them. It's, it's a win for
2: Nelson. It's a win for Bob. It's a win for shareholders.
1: Exactly. He, I'm glad he pressed him. I'm glad he did it. Yeah. He, he's, as usual, proving that he's quite good at being a CEO rather than a retiree.
2: Yeah. it's it, This is definitely the year of efficiency, so to speak. The market yeah. liked the year it.
1: Year of efficiency. We should have a theme song for that, but go ahead.
2: There you go. And uh, cutting cutting staff, reorganizing, and something mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of, and mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense, is I guess Comcast owns a third of Hulu, and they own two-thirds, and everyone pelts in the markets mm-hmm. and saying, okay, they have to buy it to buy the rest. Or sell it. Yeah. I actually think they're going to sell it now. Yeah. the um, yeah. uh, Help. Pay down the balance sheet. Also, mm-hmm. I'm just not entirely sure. Like, what do you make of Hulu? Like what is what I is use H- I
1: watch it. I watch it. It's sort of the one I forget about and I'm like, oh, what's on Hulu at the and last I, the only
2: thing cool. reason I use it and I do use it, but I don't have mm-hmm. to make any money off of it is for live yeah. T V. Occasionally I wanna watch it. it's the State expensive. Of or something. There's some
1: actually some very expensive sport. My son signed up for a sports package without so telling me it was like ninety hundred dollars a month. Um, some basketball things so we could watch basketball in. And-
2: yeah. And they were sort of a pioneer in advertising on streaming. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think actually now I've folded in. They cut costs. They have so many amazing businesses They cut costs. Disney Mm Plus has a very strong positioning and signal around what it stands for. It does. Hulu is kind of like the handmaid's. I don't, I don't, I I feel like Hulu Hulu struggles for an identity.
1: Yeah. I think we don't need this many. I just don't. I, 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 it's one of those, it's like, you know, one of those friends you call at the last minute when all the other friends aren't busy. You're like, oh, Hulu. And every now and then, there's some very good things on there. It's like you and me, Yeah, I,
2: I was waiting for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you and I had a lovely dinner the last yeah, week yeah, with we Jihan Han yes, and we we uh, my son and my friend, and it was good. Um, uh, yeah. uh, by the way, uh, Jihan calls, uh, George Han calls Bob Iger a DILF, just so you know. he sent me dilf, self, yeah. DILF, yeah. I've heard that before. I'd have to agree. Anyway, uh, Salesforce is also dealing with another activist I investor. Know it's know fifth, yeah. Dan Loeb's third point. He's a tough customer. He's reportedly taken an unknown side. He had taken a stake in Disney and pushed to spin, spin off ESPN unsuccessfully, but he's in there. Uh, there's 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 all of them. The whole party is in that is in Salesforce. Only one or two in uh, Disney. But this is interesting. Them sort of coalesce. They're trying to make some money. These 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 uh, hedge funds.
2: I would have picked if I were going to come mm-hmm. in behind someone. I would have picked Disney. I think yeah. Disney's the better buy right now. But yeah, yeah it's Salesforce is well, in it. Yeah. yeah. Salesforce getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Um,
1: Elliot's in there. There's another one I forget. They're all in there, all the all the names, which is interesting. What what do you they get behind? Someone told me I was asking why they got in there. They said they get behind each other and so they, you know, uh Loeb wants pelts to make the trouble to get the they all they only want the stock up, right? Essentially. So they yeah. tend to, to get in behind and draft off the others.
2: I think that's a little bit of a recent phenomenon mm-hmm. in that sense that there aren't that many big targets where these guys, these guys have yeah. raised so much capital that there yeah. aren't that many opportunities to put a billion, two billion dollars to work mm-hmm. and in a, a great company that's kind of, I don't want to say the on stocks. sale, yeah. but trading, trading yeah. down. yeah And so they read these decks and they're like, you know, they look at it and go, wow well, what Nelson sang is making sense. He's doing mm-hmm. all the hard work. I'll just come in. With some capital. And
1: hope and, there's some raise in the, in the,
2: in the price. Right. And then they, they get to exit more easily and save face. Yeah. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't, they're not accused of being short term if they if they sell after a few months if the stock pops or whatever. So it's sort of a.
1: Yeah, someone was going through the Disney thing with Lowe, but I guess Peltz got in around 100 and. He got in a little higher, one twenty. So he's got to stick around to get this stock up. It did pop with this Bob Iger changes. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. It's it's it seems kind of old school to be doing this. Not you know really investing in things, but I guess well, this is what this they is do. going to
2: be the year of the activists. Activist. There's just a ton of big. You're probably going to see now. I mean, we already see one activist at Google. It was yeah. down. You're probably going to see another one pile into Google mm-hmm. behind. I think it's TCI. Yeah. There's just there's, there's too much, op- for the first time, stocks are not at like constantly yeah. pinging you know, all-time highs. Yeah. And also the strategy here that just keeps, appears to be the gift that keeps on giving is coming to a company and say, figure out what 10 or 15% of your workforce you're gonna lay off.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're all doing it, it the markets love it, yeah. and they're, they don't even have to do anything that complicated or that difficult mm-hmm. other than quote-unquote efficiency.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I keep saying we should start an activist firm,
2: Scott. You do keep saying that.
1: We'd be so good, we'd be so irritating. We'd be so, we just like, we'd be
2: irritating. Trust me on this, it's hard work. It's overrated. I know, but we're
1: professionally irritating already. Why don't we make some I'll dough? I'll give on? you that, yeah, we got so. that down. All right, speaking of which, let's get to our first big story. Republicans finally got through to Twitter customer service and Republican led hearing this week. House members grilled former Twitter executives about alleged censorship and the company's handling of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Former execs, including Yoel Roth and Vijay painfully explained Twitter's decision making process to House members, including in a rate Marjorie Taylor Greene. But here's an exchange between Republican House member Byron Donalds and Yoel Roth after Roth explained that he didn't have a contact with anyone from the Biden
4: team. But the but the email is very clear. More to review from Biden team. The response three hours later at the bottom handled these. What does "handled these mean? My understanding is that these tweets
5: contained non-consensual nude photos of Hunter Biden and they were removed by the company
4: under- Hold on real quick, concern. Mr. Roth, how could you know so much about the content of these tweets? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, these are just web addresses. I don't know what's in these tweets. You have these things committed to memory that you know the content, but you don't know who you talk to, you talk to at the Biden team? Sir, I didn't meet with the Biden team.
1: Wow. This is so ridiculous. What an idiot. I'm sorry, Byron. You're an idiot. Uh, you can see naked pictures and should take them down non-consensual, but the hearing produced one shocking example of U.S. government trying to censor Twitter. Guess who it was? President Trump's White House called the, uh, called the company to remove the tweet by Chrissy Teigen that called Trump, quote, a pussy ass bitch. This is such a waste of taxpayer money. And they looked idiotic because it turns out it was a Trump administration who had the most the meddlesomeness. None of this is censorship, and none of this is a conspiracy theory.
2: Well, it just goes from it's like dumb, and it, this literally is dumb and dumber. Yeah, it's, it's the, fir- the first premise that Twitter has an obligation to free speech is just dumb. The, the CNN or Fox, mm-hmm. if they don't bring on AOC or Ted Cruz to yeah. comment on something, are they censoring? Correct. They, yep. they get to censor. That's called a media company. There's not
1: no hey, take the word out. They get to, they it, get it has to nothing to do with program. first. Em-
2: It has nothing to do with First Amendment. They try and call balls and strikes. They get it wrong all the time. They got it wrong on the Hunter Biden thing. They probably shouldn't have suppressed the uh, the story in the New York Post. And they changed it pretty quickly. But they also got it wrong Mm -hmm. over letting a president continue to organize an insurrection on their Mm -hmm. platform.
1: That's correct.
2: And the only assertion here that was troubling and worth digging on was did agencies or individual from the federal government put pressure on them to produce or delete certain content. And what we found is that there was no there there. The no. FBI did not put pressure mm-hmm. on Twitter. There's no evidence that the Biden administration put evidence or uh, pressure on Twitter to pull the story down. What we did find out mm-hmm. is that in fact the federal government specifically the person who is the commander in chief was putting pressure on yeah, Twitter they look like it to is. take down a, to take down a tweet and it's just it, the whole thing. I watched the whole thing and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, they head and hands. I'm like, you can imagine the CCP and in China going like, just send every balloon we have over there. Yeah. They're, idiots. they're idiots. I mean, they just, they're dumb. They're we dumb look, and they
1: make assertions that aren't true. And then the only one who was at risk here was Yoel Roth who got death threats. This is, And they started it because they made up stuff. They're, I'm sorry, this, this group of Republican House members are liars, actual liars about things and they just make it up. Twitter can decide what can live online or not. It's not a public square, it's a private company. They can do what they want. They made a lot of mistakes uh, on both sides by the way, but mostly in in being acquiescent to the Trump administration so they didn't get in trouble. It was so clear what was going on here. Um is these very liberal people who were worried about seeming too liberal and so they bent over backwards to let a, a sitting president just cause an insurrection. That's pretty much it.
2: So I thought the low moment, I mean, the real low moment was uh, Representative Clay Higgins said, your lawyers know essentially that you're, you could be arrested for interfering mm-hmm. with election. Okay, so I immediately look up, okay, who is who is Clay Higgins? Clay Higgins uh, uh, did not graduate from college, mm-hmm. joined the police force where he resigned from the police force under investigation that he uh, assaulted a suspect while handcuffed. Yeah. And uh, went on to be the manager of a car dealership. Nothing wrong with that. There's dignity in any work. But this is an individual that is telling um, the general counsel or former general counsel of Twitter that they're going to be arrested. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb here and say that Mr. Representative Higgins doesn't know what the fuck he's talking no, about.
1: Shut the fuck up is what I keep and
2: thinking it's time. this. It, it's it just – I'm like, okay, here's a guy who's totally unqualified and saying arrests are coming to people – uh to people who agree to testify on our and then also what do they want from the everyone there has been fired. Mm-hmm. What do they want from these people? Yeah, actually <laughs> Yoel
1: wasn't fired. Yoel left, right? Yoel left because he was he couldn't oh, deal he was with fired. it. No, 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 no. He left it and he left. I mean, Vajpayee certainly was by Elon, but Elon kept. Remember, Yoel stayed and tried his best. He's a, he's a terrific guy. He doesn't deserve all this crap that he got. But let me just say, the clearest explanation of the hearing came from another House member, Democrat Maxwell Frost. Here's what he says: One of the youngest, I think he is the youngest member of Congress. But go ahead.
5: I mean, I've been sitting here for over two hours, and I'm I'm still not really seeing the point of this hearing. Um, is it to solve the problems of the American people? What people are struggling with? No. We we get it. My Republican colleagues wish that the Hunter Biden story would have helped them win the 2020 election. And that didn't happen. And so they're angry about it. And that's the point of this hearing.
1: Yep. That's exactly the
2: point of this. hearing. We need more youth. Yep. We need more youth. youth. Congress gets older every day. He essentially
1: said what the fuck politely, right? Oh. WTF?
2: We we need we need more individuals who look at the world and can represent, you know, mm-hmm. care. the average age of an American is 38. The mm-hmm. average age of Congress is 64. That means wow. for every 40 year old congressperson, we have someone who's 88.
1: Or crazy. I mean the Marjorie Taylor stuff. I mean, honestly, honey, Camilla stop. soprano, come on,
2: you gotta love the outfit. Go. You gotta I, love the outfit. You know what? Outfit.
1: I actually did like the outfit. But whatever I mean. she wants to wear, knock yourself out. Uh, but uh oh, shut up! Just shut up about this. Is like such a this is, and and it content persists online even after today. People are like, oh no, what really happened? I'm like, no, it didn't. Like, go find another, go, go investigate Sasquatch. You know what I mean? Where he, like, we have still haven't found Sasquatch. So go on, go for that Yeah, one. but they
2: weren't planning this, Bi- Biden's best moment mm-hmm. at the State of the Union. I mm-hmm. mean, the reason why we would turn into these things is if occasionally you're looking for an unscripted moment mm-hmm. that reveals something. Mm-hmm. He was really good on his feet. He was.
3: Anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. And I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion.
1: He got, he he drove them in. He drew them in perfectly. Well, but
2: not only that, he came across as 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 gracious and didn't, didn't flinch. Not sleepy. Didn't, was not scared, didn't get angry, just said, okay, so we can all agree that Social Security and Medicare. Mm-hmm. Or, or, he was very good on his feet. And it's really important for him because— he would be a lock on renomination right now mm-hmm. if it wasn't for one thing. Mm-hmm. And that is what I would uh, argue are really credible concerns about his age.
1: Mm, Seemed pretty lively to me.
2: Well, that's my point. Mm-hmm. I think he showed what I'll call real, um, I don't know what the term is, neuroplasticity or agility. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the ability to kind of respond like that in real time. You can't I think,
1: do that if you're losing it. You can't. Yeah,
2: that's right. You know what I think he should do? Tell me what, what you think of this. What? If I someone called me and said, mm-hmm. "What would you advise? Uh, what would your advice be to the president around State of the Union?" I think he should pull an FDR and mm-hmm. say, um, "Let's just." I, I just want to say thank you for your grace and your patience. Mm-hmm. As many of you know, I I suffered with a, a stutter for much of my life, mm-hmm. and it's it's reappearing as I you know as I get older, mm-hmm. and so I, I hope you I hope you know that. I have the words and I have the ideas. Sometimes I just can't get them out as clearly mm-hmm. as I would hope. Mm-hmm. I think he should say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did because... pretty well.
1: I don't, I don't think he some They all stumble. Are you kidding? They all stumble. It's just you don't know. No, but them. he
2: does. He does have a speech yeah, sure. impediment. He at.
1: does, but he's had that forever. He's, if That's you go way back yeah. and look again. He took a different approach on the State of the Union, the correct one, speaking about the dangers that social media poses to children. Let's listen.
3: We must finally hold social media companies accountable for experimenting or doing running children for profit. It's time to pass bipartisan legislation to stop big tech from collecting personal data on our kids and teenagers online, ban targeted advertising to children, and impose stricter limits on the personal data that companies collect on all of us. Hmm, he widened it at the end and uh, it targeted.
2: Why don't we just age it?
3: Yes, I think.
1: This is among the things. Yeah.
2: I like this stuff, but occasionally I'd like to see actual, I, yeah, I am course. proposing a banning of TikTok or I am, yeah. whatever it is. I think that was a moment where he should have said, I'm going to, you know, present legislation or whatever it is.
1: Well, yeah, but you can't ban TikTok. Like, the, Facebook collects just as much data. He, he should, he should have all of them. Of it course be ban a, TikTok. A larger, Why not? I know, but that's not the pro. The problem is Facebook. The problem well, is Instagram. The uh-huh. problem is all of them.
2: Your, your point all along, and it's the right one, mm-hmm. is we need some sort of systemic approach to privacy. Yes, that's correct. I get it across all of them. Uh, TikTok is a national security threat. As much as I hate the people at Meta, mm-hmm. they are Americans, and I don't think they wake up and think, how do I undermine American democracy? No, how I'm, do I
1: make money off of it right, and undermine at, American and democracy? And even if it costs,
2: even if it hurts yeah. the Commonwealth, but yeah. that's not their objective.
1: Yeah.
2: They're. You know, they're they're sociopathic, but they're not psychopathic in the sense that they're not trying to hurt America. They're just ignoring the hurt to America. Yeah. The CCP vis-a-vis whatever entities they control, I.e., every Chinese company wants to hurt America. So mm-hmm. I, I I think the two I think one's an, I think one's more about national security and others about, you know, antitrust and mental health and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely think he should have said. I want to ban TikTok, and also I want to age-gate social media. Among
1: the other things he did was talk a lot about um, big tech's power and the tax system. Let's listen to that.
2: The tax
3: system is not fair. But now, because of the law I signed, billion-dollar companies have to pay a minimum of 15%. God love them. I propose we quadruple the tax on corporate stock buybacks and encourage long, long-term investments. But Big Pharma has been unfairly charging people hundreds of dollars. We capped the cost of insulin at $35 a month for seniors on Medicare. Mm.
1: So a lot about antitrust, this idea of stopping online platforms from preferencing their own products. There's a lot in there. Um, Even though Bill Clinton and Barack Obama largely pro-corporate power, he's going more populist. And someone wrote a piece in the the Wall Street Journal today "Is, is Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders in disguise kind of thing.
2: Yeah, but I think that, I don't think the populist stuff is especially, I think you immediately, they go to to this kind of rage, populist, conspiracy stuff on the right, and the left goes to this populist rage against, you know, the ghost in this machine that is corporate profits. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's effective either. Mm -hmm. I think the gangster move for one of these politicians, and I've been thinking a lot about this, is we can bring taxes down as long as everybody pays them. And that is, if you were to say make uh, get do away or have a unified rate similar to what Reagan did across personal or across current and long term capital gains, you know, there's no reason that sweat should be taxed at a higher rate than money. The money that money makes gets taxed at a lower rate than the money that work work makes. Why? Because old okay. people make their money through work. Old people make their money through stocks and houses. That is ridiculous. It's nothing but a transfer of wealth from the from the young to the old and the poor to the rich. In mm-hmm. addition corporations should be taxed uh, if they want to uh, if if they want to license their IP and engage in a double Dutch sandwich to reduce for tax avoidance, if they want to do a reverse merger such that they can have their profits tax in low domain, we've got to repatriate those taxes. I believe. If you were to tax corporations at their fair level, their actual income and profits that they get from this country mm-hmm. at 30%, and then you were to tax anyone who makes over a million bucks a year 30%, I think the actual effective of tax rate across the rest of Americans would be somewhere around 15 or 18%. Mm-hmm. It, you could lower taxes. You just For said people. everybody has to pay them.
1: Everyone has to pay them. One of the others, I agree with you on all this. I think it's, it's interesting. He's, he's, he's moving towards trying to attract back working class people from the Republican Party. That's what he's doing. It's very clear. And I think he can do it. I honestly think he can. He seems like, He's pulling a little Sanders in that that the attractive parts of Sanders and Warren. Mm-hmm. He's pulling in the, he's, you know, he's whacking back at them. He's being, you know, a dark branded a little bit. Like, I think it's very effective. He also attacked something else went with the Swifty fans uh, attacking. All kinds of fees, overdraft fees, credit card fees, hotel resort fees. I just paid a hotel resort fee. It was ridiculous.
2: I had cracked up when they mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, thank God, resort fees.
3: <laughs> Those fees can cost you up to $90 a night at hotels that aren't even
2: resorts. <laughs> I mean the Russian army TikTok, <laughs> yeah, teen depression. It's resort I, it, it, fees. <laughs> well,
1: they're kind of usurious. I would, I would agree with it. It is bad. The airline fees, concert fees, everything. Uh, I think it's the power of Taylor Swift. They're fighting. Of course, the Republicans are fighting to protect bank overdraft fees and things like that. So, I like the fee attacks. I'm go- I'm for yeah,
2: it. It's I'm, definitely it's, to popular. Get that. Popular. You know, occasionally, you do look down at your hotel bill and it's and like, like nightly, nightly room rate, $300. Bill, 1180 yeah, Exactly. <laughs> it's like, why? I was
1: like, I didn't go in the pool. Like, if I go yeah, in the pool, I didn't you can use the resort. You can use Wait, the resort. Yeah. I just mm. walked through the lobby essentially. Anyway, I think he did very well. Um and I think it was it's an interesting moment for the Democratic Party. By the way, you can also hear me discuss the state of the union, especially the Democratic Party. I had three I had a couple of weeks ago I had three Republican strategists. Now we had three Democratic strategists. Uh and it's really good. It's an on with Kara Swisher, so we discussed it. They were you surprisingly yes, I do. They were surprisingly upbeat on Biden. and these are people had not been upbeat on Biden, but they were they All were right. loving the
2: Democrats or the Republicans?
1: Democrats were loving to Biden. These Democrats yeah. who have been been very critical of biden were very loving this including one who worked for yeah. bernie sanders anyway
2: he's, he's doing great he's yeah doing great right now.
1: all right let's go on a quick break and we come back we'll talk about adam newman's new pitch your favorite guy and take a listener question about minimum wage
2: Support for Pivot comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software, including Jira, Confluence, and Trello, help power the collaboration for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because, individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR, and legal, can stay connected and moving together as one towards shared, company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
1: Scott, we're back with our second big story, and your favorite entrepreneur, one that made you famous in various and sundry uh, fictional depictions of the WeWork scandal, uh, Adam Newman wants his tenants to plunge their own toilets or something like that. In a video released this week, Newman finally describes the value prop behind Flow, his new real estate venture. Here's an edited clip.
4: So number one, management company, branded technology first. Number two, real estate asset management, a company that can buy real estate and asset manage real estate. Number three, financial services. And the fourth pillar is this mechanism that's gonna take some of the value and share it with the value creators. If we can actually create a better experience in the building, then the building performs better and makes a higher NOI. If the building makes a higher NOI, then we'll be able to raise more money and buy more buildings. If we buy more buildings, then we'll be able to run more buildings and have more users in those buildings. And those users are going to start using our financial services.
1: Okay, that's not all. Newman goes on to describe some of the benefits of having tenants who feel like they're owners, except Mm -hmm. they're not. Adam, here's another clip also edited.
4: And then if we are able to take this value-creating mechanism and share with the residents a portion of the value, it's gonna make them feel ownership. If you're in your apartment building and you're a renter and your toilet gets clogged, you call the super. If you're in your own apartment and, you're, and you bought it and you own it and your toilet gets clogged, you take the plunger. And it's, it's, it's the difference when feeling like you own something to just feeling like you're renting from being trans, transactional to actually being part of a community.
1: Those comments were made in November last year at a conference hosted by Andreessen Horowitz, a big investor. A is, uh, 16z has invested $350 million in Newman's Venture. I think this is nonsense. He invented apartments, rental apartments. This is really a big moment. <laughs> I don't even understand what he He's done this before with Li- WeLive, but please, Scott, I'd like you to give me your Actually,
2: thoughts. Actually, I do th- I don't get the the sharing in the economics. I mean, I get it conceptually, but I don't think it's going to work. I do mm-hmm. think if you think about residential real estate and yeah. rental real estate, it's probably the biggest asset class that doesn't have great brands. I mean, mm-hmm. can you name a brand nope. uh, in the in the apartment industrial? Nope. Uh, there are millions of apartments, multi-trillion dollar assets. Yeah, cost. turn them into like hotels
1: brand? is what you're saying. Hotel. Hundred percent. No? We
2: have them in. We. It's weird. We don't really have them in. I mean, there's equity office or there's. You know, there's certain places that the Related Group is known for having really nice buildings, but for the most part, they're institutional brands or they're mm-hmm. brands that have a reputation in the investment markets and they can raise property, whether it's Sam Zell's REITs or Office REITs, but there isn't really a single post-properties tried to do this. A company in the in the Southeast tried to do it with apartments, but it makes sense that if you're a young person and you're mobile and you're getting moved around a lot, I, I'll give you an example. I'm a member of something called Inspirato, which yeah. is basically... Uh, sure. Residences and luxury vacation yes, spots. Yes, the rich
1: people holiday rental thing. Yes, got it.
2: Thank you. Um, and what? But they they do. It's really smart. They have the same little things. They have the same technology in every house. So you don't mm-hmm. have to figure. Only have to figure out once how to turn on Netflix. They. Yep. They have the same type of refrigerator. They even have the same kind of decor. They they have the same, they learn from you and they put the same food in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And it's, Makes it, sense. it has a brand. Sure. There is no brand in rental. So I think that's actually, the problem with it. it is is it's all about buying right, which means buying slowly. So these companies like uh, the iBuying things, like Zillow, which mm-hmm. basically closed their iBuying and now Open Door, which is a total shit show going to mm-hmm. zero in my view, Real estate is a slow local business. It's yeah. all about buying right. Mm-hmm. But the idea of trying to brand I get it. a I get national it. series so of apartments. So, why buy the
1: buildings? So, you know, I talked to Brian Chesky about this. He's like, uh, that seems expensive to buy all these buildings and then maintain them. And this, he goes, why not just put, you know, just have a company over it that does that business? In Man- the
2: management business.
1: Yeah. And he's like, the rest of it, I don't, he goes, there's not enough money in the world to do this. And then the other oh, problems are rife. Um, when you really start to wade in here, I, I, he was right away was like, no, no, thank you. They'd come to them, well, I think, on some level. But it feels like we work. He did this before. we WeLive right. didn't work, as you remember. Do you if remember you we could,
2: Yeah, but that was a, that was more of like a cult. That was more like, hey, everybody, put on Nikes and drink Kool-Aid. It in was the just, same, yeah. But you could do it in a city. It, but it would take 10 years and you'd have to do it smart and methodically. And he's not interested in any of that. Yeah. He's definitely like a big thinker. He's very charismatic. Very. He can raise a ton of money. What but about this the is...
1: investing part? Would you want them to invest for you? Do the Tennessee landlords to invest for them? And why would you plunge your own toilet if you rented something? The whole point of renting is you don't have to plunge your own.
2: I thought it was that if the economics of the building that. were better, you got some back. I didn't know it was a yeah. financial services company. Yeah. That's where it all gets confusing and weird and mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of jazz hands. But mm-hmm. the thing about... The thing about Adam is, the the reason why tech investors love him Mm -hmm. is he's all about scaling really fast. But here's Mm -hmm. the problem. When you scale that fast and an asset class doesn't have network effects like renting desks or apartments. Right, yep. Like iBuying. iBuying just overpaid. iBuying thought they could bring an algorithm Mm -hmm. to buying apartments in Nashville. And what it ends up is the best way to buy real estate is to really understand the color and the nuances of that local real estate and that thing you're buying and get a feel for what it's worth or not worth. And it's very hard. The, the insti- Even the institutional guys that went into Florida and bought tens of thousands of apartments mm-hmm. found out it's really hard to manage them. Some mm-hmm. they got right. Some they got wrong. Real estate is a local business. And unfortunately, it, really it has is. a certain friction to it and a slowness to it that just doesn't fit with his mentality around investing. All right. So
1: this idea of, of infinite growth and appreciation in real estate, that really has to happen. Um, and it, it's so cyclical. Now, let me read your takedown of WeWork's S1. You said WeWork had no scale effect. Uh, let's see if residential real estate is any better you also wrote a WeWork there is no flywheel effect the ancillary businesses are stupid just stupid in his flow panel Newman went out of his way to describe the company's services as a flywheel he likes a flywheel
2: I remember, I mean, you're taking me back now, but I remember mm-hmm. I was in Nantucket at an Inspirato, yeah. mm-hmm. and I got the draft of the S1 for the WeWork, and I started reading through this. I remember saying to my family, who was going to Nobadir to go surfing, mm-hmm. had a great day plan. I'm like, I can't go. I, I've got to read this. This thing's mm-hmm. unbelievable. i got to read mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that thing. And the rest is history, Kira. Now I'm here with you. <laughs> but at one point, they were flying to Bombardier Global Expresses into a mountain every week. That's where I, I, so much happened to me. That that's where I said that, that David Solomon or DJ Saul yeah. was a horrible DJ and a worse fiduciary for taking this mm-hmm. garbage public. Yep. And then the charming guy he is, he texted me like, let's go to coffee. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I've had that call. Go ahead. But he's not, I would argue that Adam is just not interested in building sustainable value. He's interested in packaging something and being a salesman and trying to become the king of the plunger. world.
0: He lost and, me a plunger.
2: Yeah, I just don't, I don't think you can. I think these guys are so attracted to how do you scale really fast. And the reality is, the majority of real enduring wealth. Mm-hmm. It, unfortunately, is built slowly because it involves a lot Mm -hmm. of thoughtful decision making, which is really hard to do. Yeah. And every VC in the world is looking for something.
1: Interestingly, let me just say, as part of the investment, A16Z now owns stakes in many of Newman's buildings. If the flow is a flop, they retain the stake. Oh, God. I'm like, I I can see the inside of this meeting with Adam. Let's talk about plungers. I, I know exactly who did it. And it's just, it's nonsense. I'm sorry. Would you invest? I feel like nonsense Right away. But you don't – you seem a little bit more, oh, it could work, I guess, I suppose. Well, no.
2: The the, the reason why this is a much better investment is because they they will buy – if they buy hard assets and rental properties, um, they might overpay. Mm-hmm. And if they use leverage, they could lose all of their equity investment. Mm-hmm. But the idea of bring a br- bringing a brand to rental units uh, mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. That if, if it's all about where you buy in the cycle, it's a good idea. The problem is VCs mm-hmm. don't have the right time horizon for real estate investment. Mm-hmm. They, there's a group of families in New York, and all they do is buy these yep. low-rise office buildings and just buy them slowly. They don't lever up, and they're like billionaires now. But they've done it over generations, and they're
1: having trouble now too. Like right, they say it's cyclical. It's utterly cyclical. Um, well,
2: cyclicality is a function, it, it, simply put, of how much leverage you have on your property. You mm-hmm. can survive any cycle if you don't have too much leverage yeah, on I it. Yeah, I get it, yeah. But, these, but this is what's going to happen. They'll go to banks, mm-hmm. and they'll say, we're Andreessen and Horowitz, lever mm-hmm. us up like 20 to 1. Adam, it's all about scale. Scale in the real estate business, getting big fast means overpaying. Mm-hmm. There's just no getting around it. Yeah. You can't be opportunistic. It's just like, get bigger, get bigger fast. And that's their whole, the entire VC model that's, that that makes sense across processing power and network effects. ChatGPT, they need to get big fast. They need mm-hmm. to spend billions of dollars to establish leadership position. Yeah, this that that same mentality, right. that same speed, is actually the the opposite of how you build value in real estate. Real so, estate is a. Fantastic way to get rich slowly,
1: yeah, you know what it, it just reminds this is like i throwing a little WeWork, work, throwing a little WeLive, live, making it you know have kombucha on every floor, that kind of thing. that's what this is it's like a mat, it's like a dog's breakfast of all his former stuff I'm sorry i i, I had him is incredibly charming, but I feel like this is oh yeah ya, this is all I can think is yi, ya, i don't you would you invest, would you invest in this?
2: oh no, I wouldn't get near it, not near it because near why we' get near it. I can see what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. It's it's He's going to create a lot of excitement. He's going to do a lot of ribbon cuttings. I don't think Adam Newman's actually interested in doing the hard work of building value. Mm-hmm. I think he should run BizDev for an enormous company because Adam Newman set a new record. And that is we resent CEOs who make hundreds of millions of dollars, but usually they make hundreds of millions when the company and the shareholders have made billions. Mm-hmm. And so that's a real issue is what... About CO compensation. Now, what's unique about Adam Newman is he's the first mm-hmm. person to get hundreds of millions of dollars in commissions mm-hmm. for losing billions of dollars of other people's money. we have never seen that before. So he's an unbelievably charismatic guy. Yeah. He's a great salesperson, but he's not, he's not interested in building anything slowly. So he finds VCs. He says, we can scale this fast. He's, inc- he's, a, he's an incredible guy. Why is Andreessen and
1: Horowitz in here? I, I, I for the life of me, I they can't figure out how they would winnings. get anywhere near this. Right.
2: I, I, I They're don't in understand. Twitter.
1: They're in, they were in clubhouse. They,
2: well, Twitter, Twitter, you could almost make an argument yeah. for. They want to stay I, close I to Elon, mm-hmm. you know, maybe had some Cost ideas about payments. Business. Yeah. Whatever. Throw, throw two or three hundred million dollars in. That's not a lot for their fun. I can kind of see that. Real estate, VCs and real estate, unless it's like what ad, what uh, Brian said, who's going to forget more about real estate than we're going to know. If you put a thin layer of management, for example, hotels, owning a hotel, the hotel business is a shitty business. Owning hotels is a shitty business. It's usually the third owner. The business that works and what they all do, none of these companies, the Four Seasons, Hilton, none of them are hotel companies. They're management companies. And they find some guy who's in a midlife crisis who wants to own the local Four Seasons, and they say, okay, you own it. We have certain standards management you have rates. to live up to and we take eight yeah. percent of the top lines yeah so and if any it doesn't year, work we make they money. go get
1: another one like the uh, you know they just yeah, they, they get go it.
2: find the next billionaire that wants yeah. to say he owns yeah. the four seasons right. you know Austin yeah and they take they take a management fee and it's an amazing business that's yeah. what all of them do Star the
1: brand, you know like the four seasons I always call four seasons holiday and for rich people you always know what you're getting
2: they do an amazing job yeah. the business of actually investing capital it's very capital intensive it's management intensive and My own apartment rental units, you—the key to it is going to every property, looking around, doing your diligence, understanding traffic patterns, understanding, low, you know, how long does it take? What are the schools like there? Mm -hmm. What if we? knock down this bathroom and put it here. And, you know, it's just, it's a local business. It's also, if you're patient and have some mm-hmm. skills, yeah. it's probably the most consistent way in America to get wealthy. Yeah. Because it's so incredibly yeah. tax-advantaged.
1: 100%. 100%. Well, good luck, Adam. As usual, you'll do well. We know that. And you look fantastic, by the way. you he look good. still married. Hair. I can't go yeah, over the fact he's still married. his hair's good. They have a very close relationship.
2: Yeah, they're really...
1: They're tight. They're they're a unit. All right, Scott, let's pivot to a listener question.
3: You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail.
7: Hey, Karen, Scott. Scott, you recently and in the past have said you think a minimum wage should be raised to $25 an hour, regardless of the impact it has on small business. Being a small business owner myself and coming from a city with a low cost of living, I have two thoughts on this. First, I believe this would further entrench the large monopolies our government have allowed to thrive. Two, as a small business owner, I can tell you with 100% certainty that this would tank my business. That provides for my wife and my two kids. I've always believed a better solution to the ridiculous $7 minimum wage we currently have is federal law that mandates local governments set their own minimum wage but require that they benchmark it to local cost of living instead of a one-size-fits-all approach that you've recommended. What say you, Professor Galloway?
1: What say you, Professor Galloway? I shall leave this to you. It's a very good point by this very good listener.
2: Uh, Simply put, he's right. Um, There you go. It should, be, it should be indexed to the cost of li- living of either a state or a region. It probably needs to be a region. I think there should be exceptions probably around companies with say fewer than, I don't know, 10 or 20 employees. I think there should be an exception for people under the age of 18. I want my 15-year-old to get a job. It would be harder for him to get a job with a $25 minimum wage. If he's gonna get a job at CVS or as a lifeguard, I think it'd be okay to have different rules uh, for him. I think it'd be okay to say, all right, in Mississippi, $25 an hour would put a disproportionate number of businesses out of business, but let's index it to, okay, what is the poverty line? Let's go 20% mm-hmm. above the poverty line. It's an algorithm that looks at the cost of living uh, and, and wages, and we set a floor. but. I think we're of like minds on this, and that is the floor needs to be, or the number needs to be a lot higher than what it is now. But he's mm-hmm. absolutely right. It, it, Should
1: there be a floor? Should there be a floor? And then do it? Min, then do it based on on the region. I
2: don't know the difference.
1: Well, so say it can't go below a certain amount. It's at seven, right? Seven, whatever.
2: whatever well, no, I, I think I think in some, I think minimum wage needs to be. Uh somewhere. I, I can't imagine it would be any lower than fourteen dollars. or fifteen dollars. And also I do believe that there sh- there are just some small businesses that should go away. I think there's some big companies that are very dependent on cheap labor that their stocks would get hit hard and I think it would be worth it. There's no mm-hmm. free lunch here. Yeah. But his point is a good one, and that is if you live in a small town in Mississippi uh and you make 18 bucks an hour you and there's two of you you can have an okay life. Mm-hmm. And so why wouldn't why would you get do away with those businesses right. when you can get what you want on 18 bucks an hour and that's what he's saying and he's correct.
1: This is a good answer And Scott that was a good answer for you too. Do you think it's going to happen?
2: No, I I uh unfortunately this impacts uh disproportionately um Young people, poor people, and they're underrepresented in government. Yeah. Um, so,
1: good uh, g- a good thing for a politician like uh, Sleepy Joe could be could be a good topic.
2: Look, if you wanted to, I I, gen- I, I think if you did the real analysis here, mm-hmm. um, we don't talk about this a lot, but when you look at uh, relationships, right? I think mm-hmm. relationships are kind of the key component, or the central component of what makes a healthy society and a rewarding, mm-hmm. productive society. And the thing that really frays relationships is financial strain. I think if you look at obesity, I think if you look at depression, I think if you look at deaths of despair, if you look at opioid addiction, it all comes, a lot of it reverse engineers the same place and that is just massive shame and rage around financial strain. And so I would argue that if you were to substantially increase minimum wage, the amount of social services we end up paying in mental health, incarceration, uh, medical care for people who are morbidly obese because they can't afford to eat well. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids who struggle developmentally because there's huge economic strain, so, and I think financial strain is the reason a lot of uh, a lot there's a lot of marital mm-hmm. agita. Anyways, uh, I, I think we get the money back. Yep. I think it'd be the, I think the best Agreed. investment Great. we could uh, a pretty easy investment we could not easy a really thoughtful investment yep. that would have huge ROI. Yep is leveling out the like part college of our society. Loans. It's
1: like college loans. A, it'll pay it back. It'll pay yes. it back. Yeah. You know what my son t- said, Louis said? Yep. I thought it was super smart. By the way, he loves seeing you. Um, well, that's nice. He Thanks. really did. He mentioned way. it several times. Uh, he said, they should pay me to go to school. So it would help our economy in the end. They should pay all of us to go to school because it would be, well, be a better economy. What's a term
2: for that. Yeah? Uh, the University of California mean the 1950s to it, 1990s. He, they they felt this, the same way.
1: He's in this new economics class and he loves it. I made him take it. I said, you need to take it. And he's like, "Ugh, I don't want to. And he loves it. I, I you know, he's really enjoying uh, it a lot because he's beginning, it's making him think about UBI and everything else. And I really, I thought that was, and she just said it off the top of his head. It was interesting.
2: Well, we do the model yeah. a little bit is it's interesting. PhD students get paid. Yes, they do. That's we right. find the, bri- the best and And by the way, you want to talk about attracting the best and brides from all over the world. Yeah. Yep. We find these Incredible people. And then they come and they learn and we pay them. They have responsibilities. They teach they yep. Do They some work. Right. But we pay them.
1: Right. And one and, of the things uh, w- one of the colleges, I'm not going to say which Alice got into, they actually uh, pay you. They pay for your you don't pay for education. But later, when you have a salary, you have to pay a certain percentage back to the school. It's kind of it was so creative and interesting. I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, that's going to be legally challenged because they think there's that it's to a certain extent kind of indentured servitude. Mm -hmm. But there's people talked about that for a long time. It's
1: interesting. I think I like all interesting ideas around all these things. So we should be more creative about the way people are paid and the benefits that society gets from them. Anyway, great question. If you've got a question of your own and you'd like answered, send it our way. Go to nymag.com slash pivot to submit a question for the show or call 855 51 pivot. All right, Scott, one more quick break.
6: Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
5: Support for this show comes from Fiverr, the world's largest marketplace for freelance services. In the fast-paced world of business, every decision counts. And when it comes to hiring, there's no room for guesswork. That's why Fiverr has developed solutions for businesses to make outsourcing projects simple, quick, and compliant. You can gain access to curated talent through Fiverr Pro's catalog of top freelancers, organized by skill and experience. Streamline your projects with a user-friendly dashboard where you can track progress and collaborate with your team. And for anyone needing the highest level of white glove service, Fiverr Pro's project partners can manage multiple freelancer engagements for you
1: Okay, Scott. Let's hear a prediction, and I think it should be that I was right about uh, Joe Biden. But uh, but go ahead, move on.
2: That's a prediction.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I just want you to acknowledge it because you tweeted. Which read part?
2: It. I mean, which you part? Did
1: post it. That uh, I was right. I was saying he's you know going to run, and he's going to. He's still in good shape, and I don't know. If he's going to
2: run. We'll see. Nonetheless, you, you listen to my podcast
1: run. about it. But in any case, he's di- doing a great job.
2: Thank yeah, you. I agree with you. Um, All right. And by the way, I, I wrote, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly talking about Twitter and posts, but I wrote one of my most popular things. I underestimated Joe Biden. Yeah, you did. And people like thousands of likes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you did. Anyways, you don't my, listen to
1: me. You don't listen to me. You have I no respect for me.
2: I listen to you. Sometimes I don't hear you. But yeah, you I listen have to no you. respect. No respect for my intelligence about huge, these things. Huge, huge props and respect. All anyways, right. um, <laughs> you pussy ass bitch. <laughs> you pussy ass um, <laughs> bitch. I was right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anyways, the, By the way,
1: Trump is a pussy-ass bitch. I think that was uh, quite that, accurate. I, I
2: just, like, yeah, that's okay. what we're talking about on mm-hmm. CNN? That's the state of the nation right now?
1: Accuracy! Oh, Thank God. you, Chrissy Teigen. Do you know yeah. John Legend's on the board of Vox?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when we presented to the board, and I'm like, that guy looks like John Legend. <laughs> and I'm like, it is John Legend.
1: <laughs> that's right.
2: Um do you remember my joke? And they said, oh, no. well, what why, did you do? I why do you think? I, they said, I couldn't wait for the show. I couldn't focus on any, you know, they asked me a series She's of questions. He's very handsome, man. I couldn't, he's very handsome. I couldn't focus on anything they were saying because I had a joke lined up. And finally they go, well, why do you think the SPAC market is so, so terrible? And I'm like, because all of you loves all of me. And there was just an uncomfortable pause and no one got the joke. <laughs> <I> oh God. <forgot. laughs> <laughs> I thought they that was great.
1: They shouldn't have us into anything. They shouldn't. Uh,
2: it's so they I've not let on, us in. I've served on a lot of boards, and I'm walking to the Vox board, and I feel like a seven-year-old about to throw I up on himself. I hey, know.
1: hey, what do we think about the money? Where Jay Penske, oh, yeah. should, we t- should we torture him? Jay, we're ready to Jay torture Penske. you too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what Kara's talking about is uh, is uh, Vox raised a hundred million. I think at a pre of four hundred, or plus post of five hundred, or a pre of five hundred, or post of six hundred. But when you think about it, it's a real I actually victory. I do know, for- but I'm not
1: telling you. But go ahead.
2: Well, aren't you important? Yes, I am. Um, the, that is a real victory for Vox, because yeah. if you look at a lot of publicly traded media companies right now, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's Gannett or BuzzFeed, I don't know, after the the, the tripling of the stock, but mm-hmm. Vox in the private markets so to raise $100 million in this market, It means, not that I know this, it means the business is actually fairly healthy. Mm, Yeah. Anyways, congratulations to Vox and And Penske. And Jay Penske,
1: get ready for us. We're so excited. I rented a Penske truck recently when I was moving Louie up to to NYU. I can see you in a Penske truck. That fits. It was good, it worked, it was way great. way a photo was very shoot of Vanity Fair. Anyways, nice. okay, so. <laughs> you're so jealous. <laughs> All right, jealous. go ahead. Prediction. Uh,
2: my prediction, and we talked about it before, I I used to think that Disney was gonna buy the rest of Hulu. I think they're actually gonna sell it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw uh, uh, in another prediction around a sale of streaming, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has decided that they're not going to, they're backtracking on their initial strategy of creating one super bundle. Mm-hmm. With HBO Max and Discovery Plus, they're going to keep Discovery Plus a separate entity. Mm-hmm. And I think what that means is they're keeping it distinct such that they can sell it. Yeah, and I think this acquisition, Time Warner is just the acquisition that people love to overpay for. Yeah, they do. And I think that the numbers uh, uh, are obviously pretty weak so far. The stock has really has not performed well. No, since it hasn't since um, since Discovery Plus and Zaslav bought it. And I think he sees the writing on the wall, he's gonna have to pay off some debt and divest of some assets. So he doesn't keeping, mind
1: doing it either.
2: So him keeping Discovery Plus separate makes it cleaner for a sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I think two predictions of the streaming market. I think Disney's actually gonna sell Hulu, not acquire the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Time to, Warner- To
1: Comcast.
2: Yeah, or to a third party, but it's likely, a likely guy. I mean, they're playing chicken with each other. They're both all trying to posture that they want it or don't want it to try and get the the best deal. But also, I think you're going to see um, Time Warner, or I'm sorry, sorry Warner Brothers Discovery now mm-hmm. divest uh, Discovery Plus to somebody, maybe to Disney even. Although, will they have the money? Anyways. Uh,
1: you're right, I think you're 100% right. He's got a real problem there. And I'm gonna do a tiny prediction. As Bob showed, you can really shake things up pretty quick if you've got the skills, the mad skills, which he has as mm-hmm. being a CEO. My prediction is that the olds are, are, are really showing they got they still got some juice in the tank, the olds. The olds? The olds, you know, Bob Iger, over 70, uh, uh, President Biden d- doing the olds, uh, You know, me being a fashion model now. <laughs>
2: I was wondering how we were going to work here.
1: <laughs> You're kind of an olds, but not quite yet. Not as old as me. But I'm <sighs> saying what Biden showed in that thing is political experience. Matters. The ability, he's, he's an old hand at this and he handled it beautifully. He ran right over those, those loudmouth Republicans and, and Iger did the same thing with Pelts. He just like handled them. He handled oh, it.
2: Uh, I appreciate the Golden Girls moment mm-hmm. with this Golden nation Girls. needs. Yeah. What this nation needs is more young people in position. I agree.
1: Power. I'm saying that, but don't like count out the olds. There's a lot of ages. I'm
2: counting out. I just want to put him on an ice flow. <laughs> no, you don't, <laughs> don't want to put, put Bob
1: Iger on an ice flow. He'd look I'm good. Joking. On an ice I'm phone. joking. No? I'm joking. All right. I'm just saying.
2: I'm one of them. I'm getting old. Yeah. I'm going to be. F- I'm going to be 48 and next don't, year. Don't,
1: no, you're not. Um, and don't you think you are more productive than ever? And You're not going to be 48, but okay, sure. Um, what? What? Uh, don't you think you're more productive older? I do.
2: Yeah, I'm more productive because I it, greatness is in the agency of others, and I, I, I surround myself with really talented young people who mm-hmm. every year get more fast with technology. I, I'm just disappointed that... Look, what I see, Kara, quite frankly, is I see young people who can't afford to have children. Mm. I see young people who have the deck stacked against them. And I see an America who's not investing in youth and creating a situation where young people feel so shitty about the future and they can't afford to have kids. Yeah. so And I think a lot of that is because... We have old people in Congress, mm-hmm. so Social Security is safe, but child tax credit goes away, and the yeah. first states that determine the president happen to be the oldest and widest states. So yeah. what do you know?
1: Oh, they're changing that. The Democrats just changed. Well, the
2: Democrats, that. and that's a great move. That's a baller move. Yeah. But we, I mean, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Nobel Prize winners or the best rock and roll music mm-hmm. or uh, the best tech companies in the world, they all have one thing in common. They're, they're started, written, or inspired by people in their 20s. Yeah. And w- I like don't the have-
1: young. So I'm not saying – I'm just saying the old did a good job this week.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Okay, win, right. win for – a a win for a win for the land of the walking dead no they're not walking dead you're
1: wrong again you didn't uh, wrong 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 you don't have to like age age is not a concept it absolutely is not I think we should also encourage young people too. how about that how about both how about both that's what Biden was talking you can have both the answer is yes yes the answer is yes all right Scott good prediction I think you're correct on that one Uh, all right let's read us out
2: Today's show was produced by Lara Neyman, Evan Engel, and Taylor Griffin. Ernie Endertod engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Emil Saverio. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things and tech. Also, special thanks to our friend and coworker, Nick from Second Peninsula. We appreciate your good work over the last year. And also more importantly, we appreciate the fifth dimension.
1: Thank you, Nick.